Welcome to the family with Tom Bernard and Jay Elvis Weinstein. Special guest Joel Madison. Brandon Simon. Andy Rappard. And Cassie Schrader. Joel Madison's in. Where you been? Sorry about that, Tom. I took a little hiatus. No. Uh, I know. I was like, where you been, man? Uh, Los Angeles. Hanging around. <laughs> well, is it good? Uh, I cannot complain. It's been uh, it's been a good, good year and a half since that. I talked to you last. I'm glad to hear that. We'll be right back and we'll talk to Joel Madison. Maybe even talk to Jay Elvis a little bit. I'm not Yay. sure. <laughs> I got to tell you this, Joel, before we take a break. Uh, yesterday... So, your boy's on the morning show, and I got a text message. Does your guest know that his initials are Jew? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of think he does know that. I'm pretty sure he knows that, but uh, we'll be right back with the family. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really nice. Really nice, ladies and gentlemen. Well, since did you run into Reuben Paul out in the, uh, out in the, uh, what the hell? I don't know if you call it a waiting room. What the hell is that out front? Reception. Foyer. You know, you know Reuben at all? You know Reuben Paul? I don't know. Oh, great guy. Really good guy. You know him at all, Joe? No, I don't. Yeah, he's a very, very funny guy. A really good guy, too. 
Really nice so guy. That's so the bar basically, for us. <laughs> no, there's no bar. I know better than putting a bar for you. That's, uh, he's got no shots. So I just <laughs> no, right. basically what I, I want to do. Uh, since uh, you know, since Joel is there, I want to hear you two guys schmooze about what's going on. I just think it'd be much more entertaining to listen to me rattle off. Don't you think? No. No, absolutely not. God, <laughs> not on you the know, Tom I you. <laughs> Yes, I think you're absolutely right. You're boring as hell. We'll just do it. No, I, but but it's cool. I just uh, the whole thing, uh, Joel. We were talking about. Uh, I've known Mr. Weinstein for thirty years now. Yeah, unbelievable. Is that right? Yeah, thirty, 30 years. Yeah, thirty-one. Oh God, and I can't believe I'm only thirty-six. <laughs> so. We had a great time well, in first maybe. grade together. It was... <laughs> yes, it was unbelievable. I just think it's so damn cool. I, I, after all these years, you know, April 17th, five days from now, is going to be the beginning of my 34th year on the KQ Morning Show, and I'll probably be there till I drop dead. But um... So another three weeks? <laughs> no. Oh! Jeez. He starts right I've got to make. I've got to make just because of that. Should we tell him what we're talking about when we say that? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, in North Minneapolis, where you know a couple of the people on this show are, might have might have spent a little time, but in the Jewish neighborhood, it was funny because the older Jewish men, once in a while, you would hear them say, "Well, I'd love to come over, but I gotta make." Meant they had to poop, right. <laughs> and they were setting aside a big block of time to make it happen. Yes, they were. The Jewish diet, Absolutely, the Jewish were. diet is not rich in fiber. <laughs> no, that's true. You're not supposed to eat the matzo ball whole there, Grandpa. Let's <laughs> okay. you know, take care of it. But, you know, I do love that, that part. The, the fact in my life that I even know what that stuff means. I was exposed to a lot of different cultures, a lot of different things when I was a kid, and I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah, you've, you know? ta- you've taken on a sort of honorary Judaism, it seems to me, always. <laughs> yeah, so what, and you, you know, you earned I'm it. honorary black person? Well, you know, I, no, can't, I, I can't speak to that. I can't speak to your honorary no, black No, I understand. I can't. <laughs> yeah, JB can. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. No, I just think it's that is the whole deal for me right now. And we were talking a little bit about the, people need to calm down and stop hating each other so much. But I just think if you took time to learn about the culture first, uh, you know, and, and and the people, I guess a close second behind that, I think it'd go a lot smoother than I'm an expert on black people or Jews, and you should listen to whatever I say. Now, come on, man, really? Right. That's well, well, how you I want to approach it. It's important to learn about the culture so you know what you hate. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Without knowing, yeah. and then how just do you, pin it down. Yeah. Yeah. Either you way, either way, you're at least coming from a place of knowledge. Well, that's what I yeah. think. Yeah. I suppose that is true. Absolutely, but I, I did. Joel, where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. I thought that, I thought that was right. We talked about that before. You haven't been around what a year and a half? It's been a year and a half since I was here with Jay Elvis. Good God, yeah. What the hell's that all and about? And he hasn't written a new thing at yeah. all. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> last week. <laughs> That's nice. That's really oh. just last week. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know, one thing I will tell you about about you guys, and you know, you, you throw a, a couple other people in, Chris Bliss, of course. Uh, but you guys, you guys tend to be very loyal to one another. I, it's, that's admirable, don't you think? Yeah, I've had you know Joel and I have hired each other over the years for different jobs. Mm-hmm. I, he hired me first, and I hired him back, and we've, we've gone back and forth. And I, I've gotten to this point now where I have like a lot of thirty-year friends, and it feels really good. 
Well, it does, doesn't it? You've known everybody for such a long time. Yeah. Well, JB, I've known you for, what, 33 years? Yes, going on 33. God, yeah. 33 years I've been carrying this around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> albatross. But I, this yeah. albatross. <laughs> you know, and like me, you have friends that you can actually make stuff with, and that's, you know, that, that, that's to me like the most fun expression of friendship is being able to, like, you know, get together with one of my best friends and, like, make something together. Yeah, so when we know. say the term we're going to make. Right. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's different. different. I mean, yeah. same, same end product, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's all bad. It's all bad. That's really nice. That's really nice. Honest to God. I, I should mention, by the way, tonight and tomorrow night, uh, at Acme, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Elvis and Joel. I'm assuming Joel, you're, are you there with them? Yes. Well, I just want to make sure. Well, I thank think you. I, I, you might have just you just might have been in town so right, for spring break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come up for that last. Oh God, I I gotta I gotta, you know I gotta look it up because I got I gotta tell you this this is phenomenal. I was sent this by a listener. We do a thing called a talk and text line now. It used to be called the listener segment where I would read letters, literally, you know, mailed letters on the air. And now we do the talk and text line and it just, it works out really, really well. But I got to read something that this guy sent me, which is hilarious. It's about uh, living in the state of Minnesota and just how wonderful or not wonderful that could turn out to be. <laughs> I don't know. Talk amongst yourself because you have to find it. Because I want to get it down. Oh, here, there's a guy. I'm looking at a Ford uh, SUV with snow on it. And on the windshield it says WTF. And on the hood it says MN. WTF, Minnesota. That's, right. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> well, it is true, isn't it? Yeah. Like, honest to God, could you just not? That's next level from Wash Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one more step up. You're absolutely right. That is one more step up. I, that, uh, no getting around it. I saw one on uh, Twitter or Facebook, and, it, you know, they how they have the the family stickers in the back. Right. Yeah. And it was the mom, the, the dad, and, like, eight to ten kids. And somebody, because the car was really dirty, wrote above it, will you get off of her for Christ's sake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> That's perfect. Eh, well, you know, it all works out in the end. I I'm dying uh, to see one of those and then just put an X through a couple of the kids, just as a joke. <laughs> There's, a, there's the old Groucho line, which may have been apocryphal, but it was uh, he was talking to somebody who had like six kids, and th this woman who had like six kids, and she goes, "Well, I really love my husband," and uh, he I goes, "Well, I love I love my cigar too, but I take it out once in a while." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's all six kids. You, know, still... you want to talk about six yeah. kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six kids here. Mm. I will tell you honestly. Oh, she's too busy to talk about it. But well, technically, she hasn't had six kids, but she has eleven children. Yeah, we so... we're a blended family. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. eleven kids. Yeah, it sure is. Yes. Now, what would you have said in North Minneapolis if you were told a young woman like that has eleven kids? What are you Catholic? That definitely would be the next question. It's 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 all true. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, you know, eleven. Now, tell them the the age range though. The age range is even better. Oh yes, the oldest is thirty five and the youngest is seven. Holy crap! Wow. So yeah, there's a huge <laughs> span of wow. ages. So we do have some adult children that are that. not in the home. Okay, we adult have... children not in the home. <laughs> yes, I love so... that. Yeah, thirty five. <laughs> you'd think we have we have. 
six school-age kids in the home. And then every weekend we have my husband's youngest son who comes with us every weekend. So then we have seven kids. Wow. I would be sending kids home with people like doggy bags. (laughs) (laughs) Take one, please. (laughs) Don't forget your leftovers. Okay, I did find it. This was sent to me yesterday from Joe in Louisville. And this is really true, actually. It actually did happen. Only in Minnesota is the statewide tornado drill canceled because of a blizzard during a flood. Yep. 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 Truly. That's very funny. Well, Tom, did Catherine tell you what happened to me on Wednesday night during the snowstorm? Well, you got high on cannabis? No. I wish. (laughs) Yes, you did. Don't lie to me. No, I would. She goes, I wish. Only I would get stung by a wasp inside my home during a snowstorm at night. (laughs) I saw that. That's That's Minnesota. The wasp was like, screw this. I'm going inside, too, and came in my house and stung me. (laughs) Wow. Why not, right? I'm sorry Uh, to laugh at you. (laughs) My fingers swelled up to the size of an Oscar Mayer wiener. It was horrifying. I saw an incredibly confused-looking robin hopping through the snow yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? And then... The best thing yeah, was watching. The best thing was watching geese like look around, like what it like <laughs> right. having being covered in snow yesterday. They because they're looking so for confused. a place to nest, but, yeah. <laughs> but they also like, don't hey, nest in snow. Am I supposed to do this yet? Yeah. <laughs> See him take a U-turn. In the <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What was it? Brezhnev that came to Minnesota. Was that the was that the leader that came to Minnesota like 30 years ago? Whatever. The, the leader of Russia came to Minnesota. Gorbachev? On June 4th, I remember. Was it Gorbachev? Yeah, it was it Gorbachev. Was Gorbachev, yeah. yeah. I think it was Gorbachev. You're absolutely right. I just threw out a Ruski name. I don't know. <laughs> it got us there. <laughs> it got us there, exactly. Uh, it was on June 4th, and I was over at the, uh, the governor's residence, and it started to snow a little. Mm-hmm. Not snow, but there were like flurries. I think the temperature was like 37 or something. It's, like, it's June 4th. Oy. Could we back off just a little? Like that, he goes, oi. <laughs> oi. I had, I, had, I had it snow on my birthday once on May 21st. Oh, wow. May 20, it snowed on your birthday. Yeah, I remember that as a little kid. That's that's really sad. That's <laughs> <laughs> really, that is not good news, I don't think, but what the hell. It's part of living in Minnesota, and it's just, uh, you know, it is what it is. I remember as a kid, oh, I was never a big a big sledder or ice skater or skier. I was a, I was a North Minneapolis kid. I went, I didn't even have, own a coat. So it's not, I'm not going out to, you know, <laughs> so it's not going to be happening. I'm you're living not between, a coat kid at all. You're living between Jews and black people where you're going to learn skiing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that true. That's absolutely right. Yeah, it wasn't happening, but, uh, but I, you know, I've never, even when I was a kid, liked winter. I never liked it as a little kid. It's like, it's too cold out here. But again, I didn't have a coat, so that might have something to do with it, (laughs) I think. It could be. It just might be it. I don't know. Some people out there, look, our son-in-law, Alex's husband, just he's a big-time skier and cross-country skier and downhill, and he does it all. He loves all that stuff. But he's a Scandinavian guy from Wilmer. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, of course. From Wilmer. Right? Just... He's, oh, he goes, from Wilmer. That's real nice. Yeah, we have listeners in Wilmer. I don't know if you know that or not. Well, I, I played a hockey game in Wilmer once. 
I did my with first, my face. Yes, with your face. <laughs> I did my first road gig ever in Wilmer. At, I remember you told, 16, told yeah. that uh, yesterday. Yeah. I, I dated a woman Wilmer. named Wilmer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wilmer. Did you? Oh, Wilmer Flintstone. That was it. Wil- <laughs> Wilma. Wilmer. Uh, I had an aunt named uh, that, and she had a husband. And he uh, suffered from narcolepsy. And you know what he did for a living? This is a true story. I'm not making this up. Bus you know driver? what he did? The, the, <laughs> yes. A children's really? school bus driver. Oh, oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And nothing happened, thank God. But I thought, is it a good idea if he falls asleep a lot to <laughs> have him drive a school bus? Uh, I'm not comfortable with that. Not they even they get don't on the have that bus, on though. the uh, job interview. There's no check mark for that. <laughs> yeah, for that. They didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even ask me, so I took the job. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with that? I, I don't know. There are several things in life. It's just, are you kidding me with this whole situation? But uh, such is life. I'm going to so, pull this bus. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me pull. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. I just, uh, no. It it just well. Where did you go? Where did you go to grade school, Jay Elvis? Uh, in St. Louis Park to Cedar Manor Elementary. Oh, Cedar Manor. Okay, yes, that's cool. So, did you have to take a bus? Um, I was right in for Cedar Manor. I was right at the edge of walking range at both houses we lived in. So, it oh, was, okay. So okay. It was, winter was a, a, a trudge to school always. Did the pass old boys annoy the hell out of you? Because there were six of them in in St. Louis Park. So you know. Yeah, keep my, an eye on. yeah, Jeff used to shovel the walk for my parents before my brother and I got old enough. Really? Yes. <laughs> I think that's what he does today for a living. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he shovels something. <laughs> he shovels something, exactly. <laughs> Pass is unbelievable. He's an amazing guy. His whole family. It's, uh, can you imagine raising six boys? Oh, my God. Cassie, how many, how many of the 11 kids are boys? Oh, let me see. Uh, one, two. Let me see. What do you mean, let me see? <laughs> see. Gotta think about it. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven of the eleven, or because my mother had five boys and two girls. Yeah. And it was man having five boys in a house. Well, wow. actually, to tell you the truth, my oldest brother was gone by the time my youngest. They were twenty-two years apart. Wow. So that's a that's a pretty big uh, range, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, well, three three of my kids, my actual kids, are all boys. So I'm used to having, I don't even know how to deal with girls, but I think boys are easier. But, man, they can be rough. And they like to break oh God, stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm constantly having, don't put that in your nose. Don't do this. Put your brother down. Don't hang him from the ceiling. You know, stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I love boys. Really? They're fun. Don't put that in your nose. Where are they supposed to put their cocaine? <laughs> I had, to, you know, how many Legos I've had to dislodge from nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, Tom. Oh God. I've had to go All with right. the tweezers. It's yeah. not fun. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, they snap right in. Which is not I know. Fun. Yeah. Better than <laughs> stepping true. on them, I guess. Yeah, or putting oh, them. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> Or putting them where? Uh, I was thinking of other beer. He was thinking of his childhood. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. 
Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. <clears throat> well, you're playing the honky music for JB, aren't you? <laughs> this is Janet. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Would this be oh, considered honky a... music? I don't know. No. no. <laughs> Produced in yeah, Minnesota. Probably right. Has that <laughs> yeah, that's right. flight time beat. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's true. We were discussing that um, Cassie's oldest son is into wrestling now. <clears throat> you mean professional wrestling? Yes. Professional wrestling. He's going around imitating um, Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Oh my, he's dead. I know. <laughs> so someone has to do it. <laughs> well, and I said, well, that's well true. wait till he starts uh, making the elaborate robes like Ric Flair, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite things about my career was early on, I was working at WDG, no, WDGY. It's no longer around even, but it was a top 40 station. And my job uh, for, I didn't do it on the weekends, I did it on Friday, but I would interview professional wrestlers. And then put them on a wrestling show that we had on, I think, Sunday morning or something like that. And I swear to God, the phone would ring and go, hello. Yeah, hi, Tom. This is, uh, you know, the, the the bruising crusher or whatever his wrestling name was. Like, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? He goes, hey, it's going really, really well. So uh, I'm here to do the interview. And I said, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a countdown and then we'll start, all right? He goes, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, three, two, one. Saturday night at the St. Paul Auditorium. Really? Oh, God. That whole world. Have you guys ever been into wrestling, professional wrestling like that, the I, two of you? As a, as a little kid, when it was, you know, when it was all-star wrestling and the Ganyas and Mean Gene Okerlund, then, I, you know, I would watch it because it was on, but it was never, I never uh, fantasized about it. You know, I never put myself in the ring in my head. I think the same. I you followed know, it a bit, but I didn't yeah. have the action figures. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't either. I didn't have the action figures either. But what I really loved about it is as time would move on, 
Let's see. Right now, uh, we just got done fighting the Nazis in Germany, so we'll have the Nazi on. And then, oh, wait a minute. Things have changed now. We have to get the Middle Eastern Muslim right. guy. He's the bad guy. It's the, the mad Russian. The <laughs> mad Russian. There was always the mad Russian. Right. There is a great show on Netflix, uh, Glow. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's oh, yeah. The Gorgeous, gorgeous ladies. ladies Wrestling. And I just saw yeah. an actually really good uh, documentary about Andre the Giant, which is a lot of stuff. Who's an interesting know. guy. Yeah. Totally. I watched it. I watched it. It was really, really good. And we saw Andre nice guy, one time at the Hotel Sofitel back in the day. Louis Anderson and me and Jeff Cesari are having dinner out there after a show, and sure. there's Andre the Giant. Hmm. In town? Yeah, he, he was a giant, too, man. Yeah. Crazy. With Mean Gene? Uh, me, oh, Gene, me, uh, Gene, was not there unless he was sitting on him, uh, <laughs> and we didn't see him. <laughs> Which is a possibility. He had him up his nose like a Lego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works, too, though. Yeah. No, it, uh, he I have was a Volkswagen in my nose. <laughs> Wasn't he like seven foot six or something like that? Yeah, that's what they said on the, although uh, the legend that they wrote, they were constantly kind of changing his height around uh, for, for yeah, entertainment that's value. For a while, he was Andre the Big Boned. Yes. <laughs> yes, Andre the... <laughs> That's real nice. Greg Gagne, of course, Vern Gagne's son. Unfortunately, Greg just lost his wife, and I got to reach out to him this weekend. It's just nicest guy in the world. Greg Gagne is a great guy. He was one of the high flyers back right. in the day, mm-hmm. and he was telling me they're on tour one time, and they just thought they'd sit down, and, you know, they always get together and have a few beers or whatever after the matches, and... Apparently, uh, Andre, to this day, has the record. For one night, he drank 157 beers. Wow. That's a lot of beer. Now, I've done 47, but I've never <laughs> done 157. That's like, a true story, because I've, the only reason I know that is because the server came up and said, why don't you have one more to just make it two cases? I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> I have to drive. i got to drive. No. <laughs> no, I did not. I'm not. So, yeah, it's a lot of beer. I remember Bones. Rob Reiner telling a story about how when he, on The Princess Bride, when the, the Nouveau Beaujolais came out that year, that Andre was all excited and then drank like three cases of Nouveau nice. Beaujolais yeah, wine. Yeah, big guy. Yeah. But oh, that's yeah. a lot of beer, wine even for that if you do the math. Yeah. It's unusual. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It absolutely. Nouveau Beaujolais is basically not a very expensive wine. It comes out uh, pretty much around Thanksgiving every year. Right. It's the only wine, it's very, it's it's the only wine you want fresh. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Very. How do you know so much about wine? You don't even drink, do you? I drink a little. I drink the good stuff when I, I do. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. I never. I never would have guessed. Do your no, mother I and remember, father I mean, know you're a shika? <laughs> I was going to use that term. Nice. Uh, what are you going to use, shicker? I love it, Joel. No, I used to. When I used to walk in. I was waiting. <laughs> I'll get out of the way. I'm sorry. When I was when I was like seventeen, I would go into the comedy gallery, and the bartenders would have me a scotch in a coffee cup. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, just because they knew. Scotch and a coffee cup. That's specific. Classy. That's how I knew I was accepted. When it was like, okay, you're you're a teenager, so drink it in the coffee. Cup. And, and that's how you drink it in the mornings now. Exactly. <laughs> That was my trick, though. That was my underage drinking trick was I would always order single malt scotch because why would a 16-year-old order 16, single malt scotch? Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. Yeah. Mm, that's true. But you were had class. As a, even as a 15-year-old, you had nothing but class. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm all about, mm-hmm. Tom. I swear to God, Joel, the first time I ever met J. Elvis Weinstein, it was not J. Elvis at the time, 
Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but your initials spell Jew. What? You know oh, I got I no. to <laughs> call my agent. But honest to God, they come walking into the studio, and I used to be at the station back in those days. And I said, who's that little kid? <laughs> He's the comedian. I said, uh, what? You were 15, I think. I see, yeah. 15 you might have been 16. 16. I think I might have been 16 by the time I made Bernardville. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Bernardville? I started, I started at 15, yeah. God, I, I, I'll never forget. But you that that very day, man, you were the funniest 16-year-old I'd ever met. I can guarantee you that. Well, thanks. How did you know that? I grew up in a funny. I grew up in a funny house. My there was there was a pretty yeah. high bar for comedy in my house, and like that was the you know, and it was always like things were always funny and serious simultaneously. So there was never like a yeah. There weren't there was an inappropriate time for jokes, but there was not inappropriate <laughs> jokes in my family if it was a good joke. So yeah, I was kind of like that too. Yeah. So I felt you know I felt like I had I was on solid ground with my sense of humor when I started. And mother and father, older brothers, sisters, whatever, who, were you, who was your influence? Uh, Just the whole family? Yeah, they were all funny, and they were always commenting on everything. And, and you know, my mom was a great audience. You know, she, she had a great laugh, and it was easy to get. And, uh, but, but if you, it, yeah, and you could change her mood with it. If she was pissed off and you made a good joke, the situation was over. But if you, she was pissed off and you made a bad joke, you could escalate the situation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you learn to make good jokes. Yes. So yeah, there was a quality a control mechanism within the family. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Joel, how about you? Did you grow up in a funny family? Uh, where Josh grew up in a funny ha-ha family, <laughs> I grew up in a funny weird family. Uh, they used uh, my... my uh, Parent, mostly my mom and her side of the family, who all live in Minneapolis, uh, used a weapon as a, uh, used humor as a weapon, and they could dish it out, but none of them could take it. And, oh God! Uh, so it was World War III. We drive up here from Madison. World War III had happened. Uh, we'd leave the next day, and then my mom would start. Well, for Thanksgiving, I guess we'll come back. And for, <laughs> for Thanksgiving, mom, we just left. We, everyone mad at we each other. We stormed out. Mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we either get thrown out or storm out and come back in a month. It was very strange that way. So, but it inspired you to do it. Yes, I am assuming. Yes, yes, it, it de definitely yeah. did. That's very, very cool. It almost always is a family. Now, I've pointed out many times, my brothers and sisters are very, very funny, but my mother and father, neither one of them was funny. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the hell it came from. They were not funny. My mother would, was funny, but not intentionally. Right. Uh, you know, he's just one of those people. She'd say things like, are you serious with that? But, yeah, I just, I had older brothers, and I had an older brother and two older sisters and three younger brothers, so it was like... A lot of laughing going on, but there were also arrests. So I, <laughs> both, the, both the, the Weinstein family and the Madison family, I'm just, you know. Uh, I, I actually right found an amazing story about my family, and I was doing a newspaper search. Really? Yeah, I joined this, uh, this online newspaper database and, uh, to do a doc, and so I was just messing around, and I was searching my dad's name. And, uh, you know, there was stuff from when he was on the school board and when he was a lawyer some of his cases, and then I found this article from 1949. And, it was, and, and, and the headline was, Local Tots Sue Casino. Mm. And, the local, and the local tots were my father at age six and his sister at age four. So what had happened was my grandfather <laughs> had, gone, had moved to Biloxi during World War II, Biloxi, Mississippi. And he, oh, and he ran sure, sure. a surplus store down there. But he was also apparently an inveterate gambler. 
and, and lost a lot of money while he was down there, apparently. So there was a law that my great-grandfather found on the books with his lawyer that said you can sue a casino if, it's, if gambling is illegal in that state, which it was Ooh. at the time. So, sure. and, and the spouse or children of the gambler can sue the casino. So my great-grandfather filed a lawsuit in federal court in the name of my six-year-old father and four-year-old aunt suing this Biloxi <laughs> casino. And it made national news. I saw it in a bunch of newspapers. And then really? the, the Yeah, and then the federal appeals court, uh, they, they went through two levels of appeals court, and, and, my, and my family, I guess, was on the winning end of that judgment. And then the casino took it to the Supreme Court, and they, oh, the God. Supreme Court wouldn't take the case. So it stayed at the judgment. So and I, I, and the only person living from all of these people is my aunt still. And I wrote her this email going, "Was this a family secret, or did they just stop talking about it by the time <laughs> I came along?" <laughs> and she said, "I remember it, and we they actually did get a settlement that it paid for my dad's college and part of law school, and paid for her up through part of college, apparently." So I'm sure, like once the well, once the casino lost the highest ruling, they went, "We better settle this before people think this is a thing to do." You know. So your father's no longer alive. No, he died about 20 years ago. Wouldn't he only have been 75 now? Yeah, he died when he was 52. Wow. Oh my God! I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I had no idea that was true. Yeah, thanks. Now both of them, uh, both of them left early. God, I hate that. Yeah. I hate hearing that. Well, you must have been, oh, Jesus, you were really young. So a teenager, huh? No, I was 23, I guess, when he died. You're not that old. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, that's right. You would have been in your 20s. Yeah, that's, uh, God, that, what a great story. that uh, I've spent some time down in Biloxi and Gulfport, Mississippi, and you can find a racist down there. I will tell you. <laughs> Very <out>. true. <laughs> yeah. How is it tour? Do you guys ever tour the South and do comedy? Uh, no, but that mo that movie that I'm in with uh, Kindler, uh, we filmed in Louisiana. Did you really? Yeah. Where in uh, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, uh, the fairgrounds, racetrack outside of New Orleans. <laughs> it was all it was mostly horse properties because it's a horse racing comedy. Well, that's cool. Did you tell Andy I miss him? I did. I did. I love Andy Kindler. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful guy. A very very funny guy. <laughs> Well, we have a podcast for all, all those out there. It's called Thought Spiral yeah. every Monday. Thought Spiral every Monday, and you it, can find like, it where? Uh, where all your podcasts are <laughs> pervade. All, all, every, everywhere, yes. okay. It, it's like hanging out with Josh and Andy, but you don't get to talk, And which is if you were hanging out with Josh and Andy, <laughs> you wouldn't get to talk. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's an awesome podcast. <laughs> it's like actually being there. <laughs> That's true. No changes. You don't get to say anything. That's just how it is. But I, I don't know. I, it, it's a great idea. Do you think podcasting has done a hell of a lot for comedians, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I was just I mean, out just uh, opening. Huge. I was opening for Tom Segura last week, and he's playing. You know, he's playing like two thousand th seat theaters right now, and mm -hmm. right. And yeah. uh, you know, there's a huge percentage of people in that audience who are fans from the podcast. Mm, I wonder if he still hates me. He started hating <laughs> me. Did you ever hear that story? I, I think this you is a true story. Me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's bizarre, you know, because I was getting, I got along really, really well with Tom Segura for a long, because I, I loved to, you know, tell stories about his dad and all the rest of it. Very, very funny. And then all of a sudden, I, uh, he came into town and he was really distant. And I'm like, what is his problem? And then he got like outright hostile. And I thought, what the hell is this all about? Well, it turns out he had 
before his first special came out or whatever it was many years ago, or he was on a TV show or something, he kept direct, direct messaging me. The problem is I haven't been on social media in like six and a half, seven years. Uh-huh. So I had no idea he was doing that, and he thought I was ignoring him. <laughs> That's why he was all pissed off at me. Oh, it's like, would you calm down? I do think he's a very – well, his podcast kicks ass, doesn't he? A very successful yeah, podcast, they have, I yeah. think. Yeah, they have hundreds of thousands. That's, that's what now. happened to Sleeping Beauty. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> the witches yeah. didn't get an invitation to the wedding, and they uh, – yeah, or, or right. the other Disney movie. Something I don't like know. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella. Yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> anytime, you tell yeah. a, anytime you tell a fairy tale, it's grim. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so mean. Clever, but really mean. <laughs> Clever, but really mean. Jeez. I think that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, what the hell, you know. We'll take a very, very quick break. We'll be right back at Acme tonight, 8 and 10.30. Tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Joel Madison and J. Elvis Weinstein will be right back in a couple minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. I don't have an in excess joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Who does? Don't have it. I, I have one. Uh, Pat Royce. Yeah. Was yeah, on air on air one day, and he. This song was always being pay, played on one of their comebacks from commercial breaks. And he's like, mm-hmm. who is this group? You know, Pat, who is this group? And the person who was producing just wrote down the name of the group. And he goes, Inks? Who the hell is Inks? Very famous. Inks. They had, Very famous inks. After five minutes of laughing at Pat, they finally got themselves under control. Like, no, Pat is in excess. <laughs> He's you like, know, how right, the hell right, do you right. get that out of that? Say, so isn't he the guy that died from autoerotic asphyxiation? That's that guy, wasn't it? He did, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not good. That's not a good move. Before it was cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he, he, he broke ground was doing, doing it. <laughs> God. David Carradine, you know, all these people. Exactly. Uh, what are you going to do? It all works out in the end, doesn't it? Uh, Patrick <laughs> is going into the Minnesota Broadcasting yes. Hall of Fame this year. So wow. that's very well, congratulations. Cool. Are you going to really put the jacket on him? No. No. I was <laughs> going to ask you. Did I get a jacket? I forgot if I got a jacket. I can't remember. Did you? I don't think you got no, a you jacket. Got a, no, I don't. You got a plaque. I don't think, did I? Yeah. Oh, I got a plaque. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that you didn't want you know. because <laughs> oh. you didn't want any more awards. Yeah. But they made you take it anyway. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I sound like such a dickhead when you put it that way. <laughs> no. I really do. It's kind of true, actually. It's kind of true. This award. I already have a hundred. Uh, give it to someone who feels it. No, you're just. That's you not were, what I meant. You were trying to be humble and, and not yeah, need work. those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Jay Elvis is really humble. That's not a It just doesn't occur. No, it's it not natural occur, for anyone. <laughs> really. I suppose that's probably true, but yeah, yeah what the hell. Yeah, him and Tasso went in together. Oh, yeah? It's some, was it his mom? Stood up and started yes. telling stories yep. in the middle of the ceremony. Start telling. Jeff she grabbed stories. the microphone. Wow. Oh man. She yeah. grabbed Mom. the microphone and started telling Jeff stories. <laughs> Honest to God. Honest to God. What an interesting situation that is. His father, Bob, greatest guy in the world. But we're up in his cabin up in Minong, Wisconsin, or Hayward, Wisconsin, where the hell ever it is. And we're up there, and they're, they're putting a new roof on the cabin. It's about 110 degrees, so up on the roof it's about 150 degrees. And his mom comes and goes, you fellas need something to drink. You should really have something to drink. We're going, yeah, you've got a beer down there. you got a Diet Coke or whatever you got. His dad. You got a cup of hot coffee? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But he, he was convinced that if he drank something hot, he would feel cooler. I have heard wow. that from old people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have too. Yeah. Is that true or is it not true? I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's that putting a, a butter on a burn kind of a thing where it's an old, yeah, old time yeah. idea. One of those things that it's so crazy it has to work, but then it doesn't work. My throat oh, is God, scratchy. Just... Let me drink some sand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you there you think. go. That'll take care of it. Joel, you just gave me a horrible memory. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> no when I was worries. a little boy, I had a, I had a severe earache in my dad. My dad and I were never close. It was not good. But uh, I said, God, I've got a really, really horrible earache. And I was like six. And he says, oh, I'll fix it. Takes a huge drag off a of Paul Mall and blows it into my ear. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll, yeah, yeah, oh, that'll fix it. Why? It'll be just to I be a don't jerk. know. He, no, he was mentally ill. I mean, he probably. <laughs> well, I yeah, know. I suppose. Hmm. Well, it's one of those deals where he's t- talking to somebody I couldn't even see, so that wasn't a good sign. Was, but you know, and I gotta was, ask, did it help? No. Oh, no, okay. I didn't. All right. Because if it did. Oh, work. I thought you meant with my relationship with my dad. Oh no, 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 your ear. No, it didn't. It, okay. it, it was like, this is so bad. I'm six and I know better. Yeah. Right? <laughs> During the time yeah. when smoking was considered, you know, healthy. Right. Yeah, well, they Very used true. to insist that, that smoking was good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for the digestion. Uh, was that what it was? Yeah. It was good for your digestion? Yeah, that's the, oh, an ad, one of the brands would advertise that. And calm your jittery nerves. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, actually, I do rem- remember hearing that. 
is something that used to be yeah. it it helped move things along uh, yes <laughs> well if you know what i mean is it along yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you know what i mean it goes along with it you know do you know why cornflakes were invented this is a true story by the way by the this is the kind of thinking we have in the world do you know why cornflakes were invented uh, Anyone? No. I, I do. do. I do, but... Yeah. I think you've said it before, but mm-hmm. I don't remember. I, I, I know how they were, but I don't know why. Well, how were they invented? Because this might help uh, the story. Uh, the well, it was Kellogg who had this health ranch. Uh, no. Down, That's uh, correct. It was to suppress your sexuality. Oh, at the basically. health place. Right, but it was Kellogg who... It was Kellogg yeah, who had this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, I think it was supposed to help control you to have sexual urges. Yeah. Yes. Because people were coming to that health ranch, that. and they'd get there, and they'd start humping like bunnies. <laughs> and he goes, i got to come up with something, <laughs> because I, uh, this way people are doubling up on rooms, and I'm losing a fortune. So I need a way <laughs> that they stay in their own room, get their own room at my health ranch. And I, um, he was losing that. money. The maid yeah. comes and says, Dr. Kellogg, there's a young kid whacking it in 6B. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. But get, uh, him yeah, he to get, <laughs> get him some cornflakes. Get him some cornflakes. The thing was, Tom, out. they were supposed to glue the cornflakes on his hands so that he wouldn't <laughs> touch <laughs> That would hurt. And, right. That, so, but yeah. uh, that was the original. <laughs> and they go, oh, well, these are tasty, too. Yeah, and then when you do it, you yeah, put them oh, in milk, hey. it loosens it right up. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. And that's how cornflakes were <laughs> That's the story they were. of cornflakes. That's, the, that's a true story of cornflakes. We're not lying to you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> well, the thoughts that people used to have, even 100 years ago, you really thought that was going to work, huh? Yeah, okay. like where is the where is even the thread that puts you, that attaches corn yeah. to, uh, to yeah. low libido? Well, I yeah, guess if corn, you eat enough of it, you have a stomachache. Yeah, so that's you don't want to have any action. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. I think you're 100% correct, and I just... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> I just Rarely do I hear that. Argue. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're 100% correct, Joel, and therefore... He's well, married with a teenager. No, I, that's like yeah. manna for him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Andy, you used to talk to me about this stuff all the time when you were a little kid, about why do people think this will work? There's no way it'll work. You used to know all about that stuff. You even remember that? No. <laughs> no, seriously, when you were a, like a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid, you would go, why do people believe this would work? There's no way this would work. Because, and it's that kind of thing. He was speaking you know, of Christianity. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Nice Jewish boy he's trying to make. But, uh, you know, it's interesting, that, that whole deal now. When anybody even mentions a religion, I was like, oh, you stupid bastard. Calm down. It yeah. might be purely a cultural thing uh and i don't think people do realize that joe how uh, do you grow up in any religion at all i did very reformed judaism reformed Judaism, very yeah. reformed judaism yeah yeah okay. uh my mom grew up in saint cloud with hardly anything and when she moved uh to uh, madison with my father she she wanted to join a temple and 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 do it more because they didn't have much in saint cloud so i, I, I don't was the remember brunt of that one. so you, you were the brunt of it? Well, yeah. It I mean, I fault? had to go. No, uh, I had to, I had to <laughs> suffer because my mom didn't have enough Judaism when she was growing up. Oh, I understand. So you had, you had yeah. to toe the line, did you? Yeah. But did you, did you enjoy the Jewish culture? Were there enough Jews in, in Madison to hang out with? Yes. And one of the things from my uh, oh, okay. going to temple experiences, I got to meet uh, other kids from other high schools 
who I did not know. So that was kind of fun. I had my Sunday school friends and then my regular school friends. What is a Jew doing going to Sunday school? <laughs> well, I mean, it was like well, they had it either on Saturday or Sunday. Because <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. you, can't, you can't write on Saturdays, so they do the school thing on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. You can't write on Saturdays. I forgot yeah. about that. So Unless you the, got the... Uh, Goya show. What was it? What the hell is it? The Shabbos Goya. Shabbos Goya. Yeah. Shabbos Goya. There you yeah. go. The Shabbos Goya. Absolutely. <laughs> I never got that job. I applied, but they, no, I don't think so. Not Goya. Not Shabbos. a very good Shabbos one. I know how to turn a doorknob. I can open a car door. Come on. Yeah, but you no, keep going. No, Ta-da! After each time. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! They frown what do you think of that action? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's literally, I do remember when I was really, really little, they would have a Shabbos Goy turn the TV channel even. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. I do remember that's, that. That's, that's so lot. cool. I was just actually thinking about this. Um, my, one of my professors at my school, he was, how do you say? Shabbos Goy? How do you say? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was like, I don't know how to say it. No, that's all right. Um, I, I was going to yeah. throw in a, a very derogatory term. But that's all right. <laughs> yeah, he was he was one at a um, nice. at a synagogue. You know, like um, um, yeah. checking all mm-hmm. of the uh, all the lights and okay. turning light switches off. And they sure. lived. Him and his wife lived. You know, on the grounds and just kind of took care of it every Saturday. Yeah, really. I thought that uh-huh. was really cool. So he was an all-purpose goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, he he did a lot of things and made sure that, you know, everything was working so that when they all all came back to... Temple. Their, to temple and yeah. do their normal to pray, and they call it. Yeah. I assure you, no matter how good a job he did, they still complain. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I honestly have that's no idea. Nice. He was just one that's time. That's a cultural he, thing. Yeah. He explained um, yes. what he did there. That's cool. Waiter goes up to a table full of Jews and says, "Is anything okay?" (laughs) (laughs) And the lady said, "The portions. It's uh, (laughs) this food is horrible, and the the portions so small, small, so small." (laughs) God, I uh, I was a very young kid. Went to Plitman's Deli on Plymouth Avenue, and I was I don't know. I was probably seven, eight years old, something like that. I go in because I'm going to grab. I guess my mother sent me over to have lunch there. But whatever. So the guy says, what would you like? And I said, I would like a roast beef sandwich. He goes, okay. What do you want to drink? And I said, a glass of milk. He goes, <laughs> goyashanachas. <laughs> and I learned what goyashanachas was that day. Gentile pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, that's, I love that cross-cultural thing. You learn these things, and it's... I think it's very. I think it's good for you to know these things, don't you think? Absolutely. Anything, yeah. anything that breeds empathy is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you know, but I will never forget that he looked at me like, "What are you nuts? Do you know where you are? <laughs> we don't have that many plates and uh, cups in the house, kid. Forget right. it." That was the other thing I loved: the seventy-five different uh, pieces oh, of dishware. Yeah, right. That was so cool, man. It was so cool. I don't know. I There's was... an out clause for all of that stuff too. Uh, my aunt was up at her son's house, who's very religious, and she used the wrong fork. She used their meat Uh-oh. fork for the milk fork, and it was oh my god, Uh-oh. it was a shanda, which is a horrible thing. <laughs> and the, a shanda, which is bad, which is bad. And so they went to the rabbi, and uh, there was an out clause, and they did it, and it's so ridiculous. But they buried it overnight at a full moon. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was that saved the fork. Mm-hmm. I would have just bought another fork, but <laughs> that's me being practical. <laughs> 
I guess it that matched is... the other forks. You know, it was a set. So do they hold sure. a, do they hold yeah, a flatware a... shiva after that? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have sitting to. shiva. They covered up the mirrors with a black cloth. It was yeah. unbelievable. It's a lot of lot <laughs> of stuff. A yeah. lot of stuff to do as a religious. There Jewish is a lot person. of stuff to do. Yeah, but I, you know, I grew up Catholic, and I still. Oh, people you guys don't, had I don't stuff. think they realize. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had stuff. Ceremony. Man, a lot of stuff. A lot of ceremony. A lot of ceremony. It's all true, and uh, you know, we got stuck with the Irish and the Italians. So I don't think it was fair <laughs> necessary. You got a lot. <laughs> we got, the, got it from both all the Italians, the Italians, the Italians <laughs> right. all the Polish people. You know, we got them all. It was unbelievable. But I, I, I still, to this day, I'm not a very religious guy. Now it's not. I'm, I'm not anti-religion, but I'm not all that religious. But I did love growing up in that in that culture. It was a great culture, you know. And then studying the other ones, or I shouldn't say studying them, but just acclimating yourself to different the way different people lived. I, I think it's very, very good for people, and I don't think people do that anymore, which I think is a mistake. No, right? but I also think that in general, people have assimilated way more than they did then too. Yeah, that's true. But what are we assimilating to right now? That's not, where <laughs> are we know, headed? Exactly, I don't know. It's... Oh, man. <laughs> Is that tough for you guys to, to go up on stage with everyone hating everyone? You know, Reuben Paul, was, I brought him up earlier. He's at the House Comedy. Uh, a couple walked on him last night because they didn't know he was black. Oh, jeez. What? Is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they he's did. like they on stage. On he's he yeah. a couple of minutes yep. into his act, and then he announces he's yep. black. Yeah. <laughs> this is insanity. Well, I'm not staying here. I didn't know that. This is we didn't pay for this. It's an outrage, honey. Well, get yeah. the keys. The manager, the manager said that he asked the couple like if everything was okay, and they said, "Oh yeah, we just want to leave," and then they just left. Oh, didn't wow. explain anything, so leave. he kind of like knew. Oh. He's like, I see what's happening. <laughs> Oh God! That's, that's what a world. Yeah. Oh, I can Ladies understand. I've tonight. seen a lot of people walk out because I'm like, a bad <laughs> joke. I get right. that. I forgive people for that. But <laughs> do many people walk a room anymore? They don't walk rooms that much anymore. Yeah, you can walk a room still. You can walk really? a room. Really? Uh, yeah. Go to an Andy Kindler show. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you can do it. I mean, I've I mean, I've watched people just talking about politics for two minutes. You know? yeah. There are some people now who are just like, I didn't come here oh, for yeah. this. <laughs> oh, God. Now well, they just, did Burgess now Meredith as the penguin? <laughs> 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 Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wonderful. No, I, all right, we got to wrap it up, damn it. Tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30, Acme, Joel Madison, and J. Elvis Weinstein. You guys are the best. It was great to hear. It was great. Uh, it's, always, it's always talking to you guys. I love talking to you guys. Thanks, Tom. Likewise, man. Yeah, pleasure. Have a magnificent time. Go see him tonight, Acme. It's a great club anyway. Everybody knows that. Right? Right. Right. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Tom. Bye, Tom.